Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to another very entertaining, very interesting Smart Retirement Cast. Matt, how you doing over there in Arizona? Uh, it's starting to cool down a little bit here, Mike. It's not as warm as the last cast we did, so that's kind of exciting. Good for you. Good for you. California is just the same. Yeah. I would say that um, one thing that's definitely heating up is the... I'm just going to jump right into it. One thing that's definitely heating up is the financial markets with this whole quarter point rate reduction from the Federal Reserve since since the announcement, which was Wednesday of last week. So that would have been the 31st of July. We've seen the 10 year Treasury note go down 20 percent in value. And if you're not familiar with bonds, that means that a lot of money is going into what I call safe money. It's leaving the stock market, going into the bond market, and it is quite frankly, creating havoc in the mortgage industry, not just reverse mortgages, but reverse mortgages are on a pretty, on a very different, um, mortgage backed security. Uh, they're, they're tied more FHA loans. Many of them are FHA loans. The Heckam loan is I'm talking about the good old fashioned refinance Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac conventional loan is dropping now well below 4% on a 30 year fixed mortgage. And, um, even at 4% on a 7-1 adjustable rate mortgage. And that's for loan amounts that are not teeny tiny. We're talking all the way up to a high balance loan limit. So it's a very exciting time for our company at Central Coast Lending. I'm not sleeping much, um, which I told you a little bit before we got on the show, Matt, but I think it's for a good reason. Um, it's just really exciting time. I think if you look at what the economy is saying the markets are saying to this rate reduction is that there's no real reason we should have lowered the rates because unemployment was low. Uh, the economy itself was doing quite well on paper. So the only reason that the fed would, would lower these rates is because I, they think they know something that we don't, you know? And so the average individual has priced in, and their portfolio that's managing a portfolio is priced in this rate reduction, but they didn't account for what uh, Chairman Powell was going to say the day after the rate reduction, which at the press meeting was that there's going to be two more rate reductions this year in, in 2019. So that means that they're really setting up for some type of form of slowdown on the, not only the GDP, but, um, a pickup on the trade war as well. And that's what I've been reading through all of my normal articles, Matt. It's just really, it makes, you know, it, this, this feeds right into what we talk about on the show. Volatility is kind of a nightmare when you're in retirement, right? You don't want too much up Absolutely. and down um, because it can scare the pants off of you, especially if you had to come out of retirement after the 2008, 2009 crash to make up for lost wage or lost earnings and a loss in value. I, I don't know if you saw it or not, Mike, but 
where the tenure actually was closing uh, today, and I, I don't mean to you know put daily values on the show, but looking at where it closed today, we're at one point seven percent for a close today, and we haven't been yep. at these rates since two thousand sixteen, where a lot of the economists were saying, okay, it's doom and gloom, it's looking like two thousand eight all over again. I'm not predicting that that's necessarily what's going to happen, but at the same time, I mean, it's something to be in the back of your mind looking at different safety objectives and things inside of your retirement, especially if you're getting close to your retirement right now, this is, it's crucial timing to be looking at your plan, ensuring that everything is set up the way that you think it is. If, if you've done it right, and, and maybe this is the first time you're listening to the show, but what we try to create here is an educational atmosphere where we talk about having a great foundation, right, Matt? Absolutely. And Having a great foundation means that whether the market goes up or down, you can, you have your hedges in place. You don't have to scramble, run and get on your phone and try to schedule a meeting with your, your investment manager. It's, it's a, it's a series of not just diversifications, but also, you know, income products, safe products, uh, working your way through retirement, not just saying, Hey, let's just keep riding this high on the bull run and, Let's just put all our money predominantly in stocks. I mean, you could you could make the argument right now that stocks are at a discount, but if you've got to use this money every year, come in and out, that's a problem. For me, I'm not leaving the equities market. I'm going to rebuy and continue to rebuy every two weeks. When I get my paycheck, I'm going to go right into whatever my portfolios managed are um, allocated towards because I'm 39. I mean, my time horizon is way out there. But yeah. And that, and that, and that leads me into to one thing, Mike. I mean, you know, we're both younger guys. There's some things we should be looking out for other than just diversification, because I mean, realistically, if we did have another stock market crash, you and I both have probably plenty of time to recoup from it. Right. So yes, it's probably a buying time for us as if the stocks do start coming down, we can totally take advantage of that. But one of the other things that I think what I'd like to talk about on the show today, if it's all right with you, Mike, is one thing that could absolutely change somebody's retirement. And if they're not paying attention to it, could really, really cost them a ton of money, which kind of scary word, but fees. That is frightening. Right. So I was actually reading a report that was done by, I believe it was NerdWallet, but they were talking about a 25-year-old that started off with $25,000 and contributed an additional $10,000 a year to his account every year for the next 40 years. And let's say he earned 7%. That seemed fair, Mike. I mean, for looking at what the S&P 500 has done over the last 20 years, can we say 7%? Yeah, if you stretch it out over that long, I'll agree to that. Okay. 7% is. So, I mean, what do most advisors charge today? What, 1%, 1.5%? I mean, I think that's what I've, I'm seeing, at least in our field. So, I think the market going to get competitive. They'll go under one. Sure. So, let's say let's say your advisor's charging you 1%, right? yeah. just, just for even math. And if you look at the returns over that 40 year period, the expense to that 25 year old that has this 40 year picture of retirement, the fees are actually could equal up to about $590,000. 
depending on how the market does. Yeah, I said $590,000 in fees over 40 years. That's crazy. So, and I... I what does that go even... Go ahead, Mike. Wow. Are you thinking... So that's a... And that's not like a hard cost, right? They're not writing that check every time, but that's coming out of... That's got to account for some accumulation and assets that you would have had if the fees weren't taken out. It can't just be. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's true. I mean, if you think about the power of compounding every time that money is taken out, but how else would you get around having a, an investment account without paying fees? Well, there's, there's a lot of talks these days about these robo advisors that are out there. You can go to Schwab, you can go to some of the other big wirehouses and that they offer, basically you set your objectives and they charge a quarter percent, half a percent in fees, Okay. but you don't have that personal relationship. So I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit and say, well, you can reduce your fees and let's say you're at a 50% or a half a basis point type of fee rather than paying a full 1%, you know, that 590,000 might cost you 215,000, right? That's still a lot of money, but there are ways yeah. to kind of combat paying fees. Right. There's a lot of different ways to do it. And a lot of people don't understand other than just an advisory fee. And I'm sure the same is to be true in the in the mortgage industry, Mike, uh, that there's a lot of different fees and places people can hide things. And some people some people are just not as transparent as they could be with those fees. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things where that's one of the reasons we agree to have this podcast and go over fees in general is just the transparency is the lack of transparency is audacious. And I just think it needs, you know, if you're going to build a relationship with a client, it's okay to have fees. I think it's important to explain, look, this is how I get paid. Um, I would hope that it's performance-based, right? So we're partners. But if it's not, then is it up front? Is it every year? I need to really see a value in what I'm getting for the fees that I'm paying. And that's going to be part of what we talk about today as well. Absolutely. And one of the words that gets tossed around a lot in the financial world world today is the word fiduciary, right? Is acting in the best interest of your client. And it's getting away from the typical buy and selling of maybe mutual funds, for instance, where it's all commission-based and they're going to more of a fee-based type of management, which works in some cases, but maybe not in others. And right. I think in today's show, we can discuss a little bit about some of the advantages of fee-based versus commission-based. And you can discuss a little bit about, you know, some of the fees that people can look at in their either reverse mortgage or even a forward mortgage or even a refi. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people, you were talking about the treasury rate coming down. You're super busy right now because everybody's rushing in wanting to do a refi. Predominantly but, refis. Yep. Right. So does it make sense based upon the fees always? So I think it makes sense to talk about that today a little bit and discuss the pros and cons of that. So. Why don't we do this? Why don't we go ahead and take a break, take a moment from our sponsors. And when we come back, let's dive in a little bit further into the uh, to the nitty gritty of fees. Does that sound let's right? Let's do it. I can't wait. Yeah, I think that I think this will be a good episode for listeners because there are so many hidden fees and I'm excited to talk about them and get into the nitty gritty. If you can be excited about talking about fees, Mike, it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? 
Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Hey listeners, it's Mike again, the co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast. Did you know that FHA reverse mortgages have mortgage insurance embedded in them? Many times for the first 11 years, you'll be making mortgage insurance payments on top of your deferred interest that accrues against the equity in your home. Let's talk about the right mortgage for you by dialing 86653-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Talk to you soon. anything retirement, whether it be income, tax preparation, uh, legal uh, advice. I do have attorneys on staff. But today's episode, we're really focusing on fees and how that affects your retirement. And before the break, I was discussing with Mike a little bit about the two different types of fees we see today in the financial services industry. Now, the Labor Department did create a rule where fees do have to be disclosed to the consumer or you as the retiree or pre-retiree. And that kind of segments me into saying that we should be very aware of what we're paying in our fees in retirement. I gave an example before the break of a 25-year-old and how much money it could cost him over his retirement years in fees preparing for that retirement date. And I really wanted to touch on today talking a little bit about commission versus fee-based fees so or fee-based planning, I should say. Now, your commission-based products or your commission-based advisor is going to look at offering you, I shouldn't say selling, but offering you a solution for your retirement, whether it be a mutual fund, an index fund, a bond, whatever it may be. Now, a lot of the time when we're looking at commission-based advisors, they're offering mutual funds. And mutual funds are a good way to create diversification in your retirement. Uh, It it gives you a a variety of different funds depending on the class of mutual fund that you're looking at. But one thing that people do not realize is there's different shares and different types of mutual funds. So you've got your A, you've got your B, and sometimes even a C share type of mutual fund. Now, these different funds are going to charge different ways. One might charge you up front, one might charge you over time, and one might charge you what's called a backload when you go to sell the fund. And with that, you might have even what's called a no-load fund, which have become increasingly popular, but 
it sounds great. There's no commission up front, but inside the fund before you ever see a return, there are management fees inside of these funds that eat away at your returns. So do your due diligence when speaking with an advisor and find out exactly what funds you have in your account and what the fees are. Uh, It blows my mind. I have clients come into the office all the time that meet with one of our registered investment advisors that have mutual funds in their portfolio and they don't know it, but they're paying anywhere from one and a half to 2% in fees just to hold this mutual fund. So, so is that, that's per year or is that? It is. Okay. No, it is per year. So, you know, especially if you've got some of these advisors that are kind of a hybrid in between a commission-based and a fee-based manager, they charge what's called a wrap fee and they kind of do both. They, they almost doubled it. Gotcha. And so you've got these management fees that go to the mutual fund. But then additionally, there's what's called 12B1 fees that are also paid to the advisor. Yep. Right. So there's so many fees that people do not look at when hiring their financial advisor. So being the transparent nature we are on the show, I just want to bring these things to your attention and say, listen, go to your financial advisor, ask him what the fees are. And if he's telling you, okay, this is what I'm getting paid, go the step further and ask what are the fund fees inside of each individual fund that I have. And then you can take an average of that and figure out really what you're paying on these different accounts that you might have. Yeah. So it sounds like there's many different ways that now is that, is it required compliance to disclose the types of load options? Does the. Yeah. So yeah. When you look at, let's say a mutual fund, for instance, you'll, I I don't want to get specific and, you know, name a fund, but at the end of the fund's name, usually you'll see an A, B, C, or even D at the end of it. And it'll, that basically tells you this is the type of fee that it is. Now, great way to do it. Go online, just type in the ticker symbol of that fund, and you can see what that expense ratio is. If you don't want to take the time to go to your advisor, you can do this right at home. Pull your statement out, grab the ticker symbol off of that individual fund, and Google's an amazing thing. It will tell you everything you need to know. Just scroll through. It'll list the expense fee. It'll it'll list any of the management fees that may be hidden inside of the fund. It also lists what are called the 12B1 fee, which goes to your advisor. So the internet today is a wealth of knowledge for you to be able to be, Yeah. I don't want to say one up on your advisor, but at least be able to have that conversation of when you walk into that office the next time and ask your financial advisor, why am I paying this? when I could be in a different type of fund that does the same thing and pay a lot less. So there's a lot of financial advisors out there today touting themselves as a fiduciary. I just want to make it very clear because sometimes they're not always acting in your best interest. So Mike, let me ask you this. When you have your 401k at work, when was the last time you sat down and looked at a statement of your 401k and was actually able to look on that statement and figure out exactly what you're paying in fees? I can't find out exactly what I'm paying in fees. I look at it quarterly. Um, that's just something I've trained myself to do. But yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you exactly where, where the fees add up or come from. Sure. And that's, that's a common thing with 401ks is a lot of people think that, well, it's my 401k. My company's covering all the expenses on it. That's not always the case. And sometimes you need to go to your plan administrator and figure out exactly what the 
administrative or management fee is for holding your 401k there. You know, if you're in your second or third job and maybe your 401k is still held at that original company, you know, sometimes when you leave employment, the fees even go up. Wow. So it makes sense to be reviewing these things because there might be better solutions out there for you to help kind of reduce those costs. So we're talking about the person who doesn't do the rollover and just lets it stay with the custodian for whatever reason. You know, sometimes I find borrowers will do that. They'll come in my office and say, oh, we got this old 401k over here. And the reason we haven't moved it is because if we move it, we have to pay off the withdrawal that we took from it or the loan, excuse me, that we took from it. And we just like paying that monthly. We don't want to pay it all off at once. But I mean, the fact of the matter is you could be paying fees, exorbitant Absolutely. amount of fees. You know, sometimes there's you know interest rates that are fairly high attached to that loan as well that you have to be paying attention to too. So, I mean, it's the time value of money. If you, if you could be in something that had lower fees, better returns, does it make sense to leave it there or should you go ahead and pay off the loan now? And that's one of the things that, you know, my team here at Century Financial would be happy to take a look at for you and run a, an analysis for you. Uh, so if that's something that interests you, as always, just feel free to call into our 800 number. Uh, it's 866-53-RETIRE. And that's 866-53-RETIRE. And just drop us a line say, hey, here's what I'm looking for. And we'd be more than happy to run you analysis, email it over to you, and you can kind of talk it over with your husband, your wife, and, and see if it makes sense. Yeah. Also, in, in between the show, or if you've got something that sparks your, um, you want to discuss something with us, info at smartretirementcast.com is great. We'll, we will, if you have a great question, I mean, we're going to get back to you probably within a day personally, either Matt or myself, but we can also bring up the question on the show. So we would just probably say your first name and what city you're from. But, um, other than that, we would just get into the content of the question because we want to share that with this audience. Um, Matt, you touched on the different types of load fees. I love that. Um, you mentioned recurring fees and like these wrap fees. What, what would that actually be? Well, you know, a lot of, is that the D you mentioned earlier, a through D? No, or no, no, that's going to be something different? totally separate. So, I mean, the, the funds themselves are going to have fees associated with them. When we're talking about wrap fees or advisory type fees, those can be additional fees that the advisor is charging. Now, what we're finding more and more when I sit with clients is they have one or two types of advisors. They have commission-based, they have fee-based. And what we're seeing is a lot of people gravitating towards the fee-based management. Okay. Now, there's been a lot of talks lately, I mentioned earlier in the show, about robo-advisors. And your robo-advisor is essentially a robot that is built to follow algorithms in a system based upon different asset classes that you're investing in. And with those, sometimes they work. Some people like them, some don't. But personally, I like having being able to call somebody up and have a conversation of what they think the market's going to do. I don't want a computer telling me how my retirement's going to go. Okay. And so, yes, a robo-advisor may be cheaper, but I think there still is a need in today's world for that kind of personal touch or that personal service, which, Mike, I I'm sure you're seeing, I hear ads all the time from some of these online loan places and things that maybe, I I'm not sure, I haven't looked at your fee structure, but they may or may not be cheaper than what you offer. But at the same time, you're dealing with a computer most of the time. And sometimes a minimum wage employee that's just entering data. 
And I think it's really, really important to kind of distinguish the difference between having that personal service or paying a lot, maybe a little or a lot less to really not get that service. And when you have an issue later on down the road, if there ever is, wouldn't you rather be able to pick up the phone and talk to somebody live? Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of the online investment custodian firms will say, you know, at $250,000 or less, you they, they make this 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 rhetoric that you really don't need that much time with an advisor. You can, you can manage most of the stuff yourself. You can see that, you know, the way the market's trending, you can make changes online. Isn't that nice? And you don't have to deal with it. And they will tell you this is perfectly appropriate for this, um, this podcast is that they will tell you, look, the fees are reduced because you don't have a person. But what we're not discussing is the opportunity cost of staying allocated in the wrong fund for way too long, you know, and, and maybe even we talk about this all the time in the show. There's that transition period where you're what I like to say early fifties right now and getting ready for retirement where you're like, okay, I can see the end of the finish line. I'm still jogging in this marathon here, but pretty soon I'll be sprinting towards the end and all my fans are going to be waiting there for me. And I don't want to blow it in these last 10 years. Well, that starts, that starts the conversation down a totally different path, right? You're doing things with uh, your firm, Matt, that start talking about how to properly set aside tax-free money, how to set aside income. You know, all of a sudden someone that's been working for 20 years, it's got a great wage and maybe even a couple rental properties hasn't been thinking about income but they need to realize that when they stop working, which is what everyone wants, right? The majority of that income for most people is the compensation from the employer or the self-employment wage, or I should say self-employment earnings that you make from your day-to-day career. Unless you set yourself up beautiful, Absolutely. which, you know, you don't need to listen to the show, right? But if you if you're still curious and maybe you've got retirement, You've got real estate, but you're in that transition period. This is the time when it doesn't make sense to look at fees first and then pick an advisor. I think it makes sense to have that relationship you talk about. You know, um, when we get back from the break, or did you want something to mention something, Matt? Well, I was thinking uh, to go along with the fees before we go to a break here, I'd like to offer something to our listeners. And that would be a absolutely no cost, no obligation fee report to you to go through your current as your current asset list, any of your managed accounts, et cetera, and give you an idea of what you're paying. And I can tell you if it's above, below, or on par with what the current average is. So I have a great re- registered investment advisory firm that will go ahead and build that report for you, review it with you, and really give you a better idea of how you're paying your fees and what you're actually paying. That way you're not walking into that office with your financial advisor or trying to review, review it with your family blind. So pick up the phone right now. That's great. Yeah. Call 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Hit option one. Leave a message. Talk to me directly. And let's get a fee report done for you. I think as a special gift to our listeners, we'd be happy to do that for you. So we'll be right back. Hey guys, Mike Points here, co-host of your show, Smart Retirement Podcast. Did you know that you can convert 
your traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, and it doesn't matter how much income you make every year. That's right, tax-free retirement is right at your fingertips. Allow me to show you how the mortgage of your home helps you afford the conversion to do this by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Let me make the rest of your life the best of your life. With trade wars escalating, the market is seeing some serious volatility. Are you nervous? With banks not paying anything on their CDs, where can you put short-term funds for decent growth? Look no further than Century Financial Consultants. We have a new five-year guarantee product paying 3.6%. This product is tax-deferred unlike a traditional CD, and your rates won't change like an indexed annuity. You're guaranteed. Contact Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Okay, well, we're right back for our last segment of the podcast. Thanks for listening today. We're getting into the nuts and bolts of fees. And Matt, I thought you did a good job of giving an overview without without getting too much into the minutia of the fees that they see in your industry and in the financial services and um, even in the insurance world. Um, I like the part you talked about, um, you know, doing a fee report. I think that's great. I know from doing workshops with you that you're not a pushy guy. You're not going to make them, you know, give, give you all of your, their information, social security, date of birth. You're just going to help out with analyzing the fees. Cause I think that's part of what you do. Um, as we segue into the part of my industry, the, my industry that deals with fees, you know, and predominantly with reverse mortgages and, um, equity lines of credit that so many of our retirees like to have access to mainly for liquidity and for uh, combating health insurance bills or things that come up in retirement. I feel like right now with the where with where rates are going, dropping from last year at um, the midterm elections, we were at a 4.875 rate when that's when most of the Republicans in the house were seeing their seats being switched over to Democrats and the outlook for the economy was a little bit different in the sense that uh, people weren't really sure how laws were going to get passed the last two years of President Trump's term and all that started really started digging in deep Trump did with China on the trade talks and now we're a full point in note rate below that so we're at 3.875 where the borrowers can come in and have no cost to them for doing a refinance. That means you don't pay the escrow fees. You don't pay the bank fees. You don't pay um, the transfer, excuse me, not the transfer fees, the recording fees, all those fees at that rate, Central Coast Lending and many of my competitors are trying to pay for because the rates are so low that the the banks themselves are compensating the loan officers. And I'm gonna get into what that means right now. Um, depending on any rate, any day that a borrower selects, a consumer comes in and says, I want to do a refinance. Let's say I've got a 4.5% interest rate on a 30-year mortgage that I've had for two or three years. Um, I'm not of reverse mortgage eligible age yet, so I'm not 62. And let's say I've got about 40% equity in my home, and I just want to make the rate better. I don't want to touch any cash. I don't want to pull out anything. I just want to make my payment lower. Maybe I want to switch my term to um, from 
what is now got 26 years left on a 30-year mortgage. Maybe I want to switch it to a 20-year mortgage. Maybe I want to see a big drop in rate and go to a 15-year mortgage. I'm going to come in and right off the bat, I'm going to see a fee worksheet that talks about bank fees, usually anywhere from $850 to I've seen as high as $2,100 in bank fees just to touch a loan. Predominantly, that's a pass-through fee that goes to processing and the operating staff of the bank. So it's the bank charging the consumer for time and wages for their staff to process a file. The next thing you're going to see is escrow fees. Escrow fees are the fees paid out to the third party third party that handles all of the money. So they're going to they're going to pull title, they're going to make sure that title's clean, they're going to pay off the existing bank that we're doing a refinance to um, swap out the new note rate with. They're going to make sure that um, any recordings are done correctly so you have a chance to change vesting on title, how you're holding title, maybe you're going from in a trust, uh, family trust, out of a trust as an individual because it's easier for you to get a, a refinance done that way than having to prove you know, you're the only one inside of the trust or you're the, the proper um, executor of the trust to do this type of transaction. There's fees associated with all of that paperwork that escrow, when we're done with the transaction, makes sure and is liable to have the recording done correctly for the new bank you're recording um, on title and remove any things on title that needs to be removed. That fee is approximately a quarter percent to half a percent of what the loan amount is. So if your loan amount wow. is $250,000, you are going to pay about $1,250 in fees just for that third party to manage your file. They're going to be the ones that meet and greet you on the day that you're signing the loan docs. They're going to be the ones that send you a packet to make sure they have the information correct. But already, just to take your loan from 4.5% down to 3.875, if no one's paying for those fees like I told you we're doing right now, Matt, then you're at about $3,000 in fees. So, so let, me stop you for just a, let me stop you for just a second, Mike. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying that all of these fees right now because of the rate environment and things that are going on, that someone could walk into your office and have you know maybe a point, point and a half higher rate than what you're currently offering and maybe be able to go into that newer rate without any fees associated with it because yes. you're going to pick those fees up? Yeah, my, my policy, my wow. methodology is let's not feast on the fact that the market's changing. Let's help everyone build their wealth. And I'm happy to be a part of that. I don't want to get into a, a tit for tat conversation where my rate is exactly the same rate as one of my competitors. Um, and then, so yeah, what you, what you should do if you're hearing this and it's still, I would say the month of August in 2019 is give me a call. Um, I can be reached at 866 five, three, retire. That's eight, six, six, five, three, retire. Option two is for Mike points with central coast lending option ones for Mr. Matt Hollander. And let's just have an open discussion about your situation. Tell me what your fees are. Excuse me. Tell me what your rate is. Tell me where you're at in your, um, the cycle of your loan. If you've only had it for a couple years, if you've had it for 15 years and truthfully, most importantly, tell me where you're at with your property. Are you going to live there for only one or two more years and then sell it? Because if you are, why would we take on fees? I've already mentioned one and one and a quarter percent 
for a $250,000 loan. You're paying um, that money that you're paying out. We've got to see you make back with the savings you're going to get for in your monthly payment. I think that's just a smart way to look at it. Now, that being said, there are all types of discount points and origination fees. So the loan officer has a liberty total to charge you up to three per, three points in a transaction. After three points, th- it becomes what's called a non-qualified mortgage, or it doesn't pass the qualified mortgage test for fees. That was put in place by the Dodd-Frank after the 2008 crash. So the Dodd-Frank law is a law put together by two senators, Dodd and Frank, which has is a Bible, if you will, of how to never again get us into the mortgage crisis we had before. We're going to have guidelines. We're going to have compliance. People are going to be, their their feet are going to be held to the fire. Whereas before these, these guidelines were put in place or before this regulation, I should say, was put in place, people could charge up to six, seven points on a loan. So those are fees I told you about, actual hard wow. fees. And then they could put a rate on there that would give them a, a 7% commission on your loan in addition to the fees. The way that they, that typically gets hidden is it gets hidden through the rate. So the market does a good job of saying, hey, if, you know, if this institution has a 4% interest rate and Mike has a 4% interest rate, I'm going to look at what the fees are and try to make the best decision based on the APR. The APR is that number that looks weird. It's almost like the note rate, but it's higher. Why is it higher? Well, why it's higher in our industry, we use this as a, as an indicator for shopping, but if the APR is a quarter point higher than the note rate, that's because we've taken the interest rate plus all of these fees and we've added those fees up, and then we've divided by the term of the mortgage. So 360 months if it's a 30-year mortgage or 180 months if it's a 15-year mortgage. And that is how we get to the APR equation. What I love about that number, it's a perfect metric for when people call me and say, hey, I want to do business with you, but this institution over here where I've got my bank deposits, they're doing my loan at 3.625 and yours is at 3.875. And I'll say to them, Great. So show me what the APR is. Well, the APR is 3.99. Well, mine's the same as the note rate because I'm not charging you any fees. So my APR is exactly the same. That means they're charging you enough fees to um, make more money on the back end from the transaction, even though you're saving money month to month on your mortgage statement. Um, You know, the other thing I want to mention, Matt, is that many people get have a have a a bad taste in their mouth about reverse mortgages i think because um, before 2015 there was it was kind of the wild west in that you know not only was the fha and the hud department in charge of most of the mortgages there were all types of banks that were getting into these hecums these these home equity conversion mortgages which is is a fancy way of saying an, a line of credit mortgage they're negatively amortizing because when you look at a reverse mortgage, you're not making a cash payment like you would in a normal mortgage. You're making a payment with your equity. Every month, interest is accrued on top of the principal balance and added to the statement. But the beauty of that is that you don't have a payment every month. 
when you're over the age of 62, you can start the qualification process for a mortgage. But I got to tell you right now, the number one thing that, that we've seen improve in the last, just the last five years is the disclosure of the fees on the reverse mortgage. For the longest time, we had um, many of the fees were hidden. And now a lender cannot charge more than $2,500 or 2% on the first $200,000 of the home's value. Um, and then after that 200000 they can't charge more than 1% um, on, on top of that. So even if the, even if the loan is nine, $900,000 for a loan amount on a jumbo loan where you're, where you're converting that mortgage into a reverse mortgage, um, the cap for total origination fees is a six is $6,000. Now I want to back up because I've already heard myself make one minor mistake is that the HECM only has a loan uh, a maximum value on a home of 725,000. And, um, just this year that went up before that it was, um, 679,000. And so if your house was worth 1.5 million, which is easy to do in California, you can, you, you can get an appraisal. You can show us all the value in the world, but if you do an FHA reverse mortgage, you're going to have a cap at 725,000 and I'm checking right now because, um, so Mike, just out of curiosity, you're saying that the caps at 725 for this year, is there anything available to somebody that has a home that's worth more than that when it comes to a reverse mortgage, if that's the, the route they decide absolutely, to go? Absolutely. Once you're, so as a reverse mortgage loan officer, it's my duty to say, if your house is worth more than 900,000, that's when it starts making a lot of sense for us to not do a reverse mortgage, Heckum, through FHA, and to step outside of the FHA platform. Mind you, the FHA platform always has mortgage insurance. Um, step outside of the reverse mortgage platform and roll yourself into a jumbo reverse mortgage. One of the ones, one of the products I like the best is from the Finance of America company that I work with which is called the home safe. And that's a great mortgage that gives us all types of options. I don't want to go into product too much today, but I want to circle back to fees because I think it's important for listeners to understand. Maybe you've been thinking about a reverse mortgage because you want to turn the payments off, or maybe you like the way that I've mentioned that a reverse mortgage can give you access to more liquidity and you can have a line of credit on your house to cover things like hospital bills, just to keep up with certain expenses you have. Many of my clients will use that home equity line to improve the house. It's had 10 or 15 years of, of deferred maintenance and they need to get to something, but they just haven't had the assets to do it. The, the fees are um, the most crucial part. But why don't we do this? Why don't we take one quick break, Matt, before we come back? I want to I wanna do that. And when I come back, I want to wrap up the fees with reverse mortgages between the two, because I think that's important. And then I want to give our listeners a chance to contact us so they can get into the nitty gritty on both their retirement fees and any reverse mortgage fees they have. So listeners, stick around. We'll be right back. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? 
Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Okay, we're back with more Smart Retirement Cast. This is Mike Points, one of your co-hosts with Central Coast Lending, and Matt Hollander from Century Financial. Earlier I said we were back for the last segment of the show, but this is the last, last segment, right, Matt? Yes. <laughs> I, think I, I, think, I think I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. And, you know, speaking of jumping the gun, right before the break, I think what's important for listeners to hear is that I have a duty as a loan officer marketing reverse mortgage products to show you both the FHA reverse mortgage and should your house be of value, meaning should it be over the $725,000 in value, showing you the jumbo reverse mortgage products that are with outside institutions, not with the FHA. We talked about fees a lot today. One of the worst fees that I do not like on the FHA mortgage is the mortgage insurance. No matter what your loan to value is, you're going to have mortgage insurance for up to eight years on a heck of mortgage through FHA. That just like Matt talked about in the beginning of the show is something that eats away at more value. When I'm giving you a reverse mortgage, um, you know, a home equity conversion mortgage, I'm saying, let's put your equity out on the table and use it for liquidity. Let's use it to take the payment away. But we are weakening that value every day. And that's important to me that we understand how that's going to work. That's why our first meeting is all illustrations, no applications. After the meeting, you're required to go to a counseling session where I can't have the next meeting with you until you show me you have a certificate from that counseling session. So much like the show, it's a it's an education first and then strategize and execute second. So um, as we as we wrap up my piece of the fees discussion today, I want to make sure that that everyone knows there are multiple options out there. There's even a product where you can leave your first mortgage in place and do a reverse mortgage second. So that means tap into the equity, leave the first mortgage in place. Maybe you're the person that got a loan in 2012 that was 2.875 and you're never going to let it go. That's fine. But since 2012, we've seen the appreciation market run up and houses have a lot more value. We're at $1.6 trillion in real estate equity right now, Matt, in America. And I know our baby boomers and those in transition who are over 62 want to tap into that. And you can do it with a second mortgage where you can just keep making the first mortgage payment. And if you borrow money against the second, you don't have to pay it back. It would just be something that sits on a statement. And we show you each month how that equity is accruing interest. And then when you go to sell the home, that all gets paid off at that time. Um, Matt, do me a favor and help our listeners uh, by wrapping up the show. Help them learn how they can get a hold of us and what we can do to help them in the future with fees and, and reviewing their statements. Absolutely. So I know Mike went through quite a bit today and whether it be the topic of reverse mortgage, equity lines of credit, maybe looking at doing a, a regular forward mortgage or even refinancing your, your current 
foreign mortgage or even refinancing a reverse mortgage. I just want to make it very clear that you know there is not no obligation. You can call in today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's it. Again, 866-53-RETIRE. Hit option two. Speak directly to Mike. Get into the nitty gritty of things and really figure out what you're paying in your fees and really just kind of bring everything to light. You know, whether it be a bank fee, an advisory fee, or a fee that's being charged through your investment company for this individual fund that you're looking at, I think in retirement, it's absolutely crucial to be aware of the fees that you're, you're, you're paying in your retirement. Uh, one of the products that we see a lot in our industry are annuities, and I don't want to get into it today. Uh, we are going to have a separate episode on not only reverse mortgages, but we will be doing one on annuities as well. But just keep in mind, there, uh, there's lots of different types of annuities out there, and a lot of them are extremely fee heavy. And I know they're a, they're a product that's being pushed quite consistently today. Review the fees that are inside of those as well. We're seeing variable annuities today that have anywhere between two and a half to three and a half percent in fees alone, where you could get a indexed or fixed product that is very similar and pay a third, if not even less, in fees. So be smart with your retirement. Keep an eye on these different things that are happening. And with that, I think we will come to a close today. And why don't we go out there and make the rest of our life the best of our life? Thank you for listening. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224.